What's good, deliberators? Welcome to the very first episode of Deliberate Discussions. I'm Donnell, and I am the content creator behind Deliberation.com. time that you're hearing about deliberation um, just a little bit of an insight into why I started that website so deliberation.com is a blog site I originally started it because I found myself in a very difficult place mentally and emotionally I was questioning a lot of things about my past about the way that I was living my life now and it really was difficult to kind of get to grips with what what I was going through. Then a couple of counseling sessions um, last year, towards the end of last year, which really got me on that track of, of introspection and really just kind of reflecting on who I was as a person. And I thought that it would be really beneficial to share some of that because being somebody who is not from the UK, I'm from the Caribbean originally, St. Lucia, and also to being a big girl and you know, just being through different situations and, and, and having certain circumstances in my life, I found it really difficult to actually find somebody who could relate, who could empathize with where I was at and where I'm coming from. And so I decided to create deliberation.com to, to offer that to people. So through my personal experiences, I give advice and provide mental and emotional support. We talk about self-care and making sure that you take time for yourself, which I think is so important given the COVID and quarantine period, I know I certainly have been doing a lot of reflecting on life in general and just on where I am and where I'm trying to get to. And so I think that having a, a space and a platform where I can share those experiences with other people and similarly you can share your experiences with me, it really opens up a lot of, of scope for being able to think about where to go next and how to how to deal with some of that. So that's a little bit about deliberation.com. So I will, if you haven't yet, just go check out the website. It's really simple to use. Like I said, it's a blog site, not trying to sell anything. You can subscribe though. So please do that because there are lots of great offers and more great content that I will be offering exclusively to my subscribers. So make sure you remember to do that. So today's episode is about your sense of self. I came across a really interesting post on Instagram a few days ago, which talked about your sense of self, knowing your true self versus the version of yourself that's been assigned to you. And I thought that it was really interesting because you often come across people in life. It could even be family members, people that you're close to, that you know really well, who think that they know you. And so subconsciously, I think that by interacting with them and, and they think that they know your habits and they think that they know your traits, they kind of assign some of those to you, which is interesting in that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not that they are assigning or they are subliminally kind of imposing their ideas and what they think that you should do. But it's, it's also a combination of knowing the difference between those and what is actually part of your core and what, and what is true to you. So I think in, in kind of having this conversation, it's, it's important to kind of understand what the dimensions are of your true self. So for me, my perspective on it is that your true self are usually the things that are at your core. So your moral compass, the being able to determine what's right and what's wrong, your innate instinctive behaviors. So are you naturally a shy person? Are you naturally reserved? 
Are you naturally somebody who's a thinker or somebody who is outgoing and who is outspoken and maybe you assimilate yourself when you move into different environments, which then become the assigned part of yourself. Because for you to feel like you have to, if for me, I'll use myself as an example. I'm naturally a quiet person, surprisingly, I know. Some people who know me, they might be like, what? <laughs> but that is who I am. I'm naturally quiet, I'm usually quite shy and quite reserved. And when I get into social settings, I feel like I have to make an effort. Sometimes I struggle socially. I feel like I'm socially awkward because I don't even know how to carry a conversation at certain times when you get, once you get past, how you doing? And if you're meeting somebody from the, for the first time, it might be a little bit easier. You know, you can, what do you do for work? And, you know, do you, are you, are you like in a relationship? I don't know. And even now, just trying to explain it is a bit difficult. But it's um, for me that I feel like I have to assimilate to that environment. And, and especially if you're out in a pub or in a bar and you, you naturally you have to talk louder and, you know, and you have to be outgoing. But it's not it's not who I am normally. I think that it can become a very blurred line trying to figure out who you are as a person versus who you are in other environments. Is that actually an assigned traits or is that something that you're just assimilating to but touching on assimilation i think that being true to who you are is something that can be captured in a very broad sense because i think that especially as black women we assimilate to our environments or have been taught from a young age how to assimilate into environments things like even the way that we style our hair natural hairstyles like wearing afros and all of that stuff it's it's something that i don't see as frequently maybe it's just a circle that i operate in but i don't see as frequently as i do the weaves and the straight hair and the the wigs and and all of that that's become now become part of of how we identify with beauty it's you know having straight hair or having long hair like girls with short hair you know unless it's like you know styled a certain way it's you know, it's not really frowned upon, but it's just kind of, I don't know, not as attractive to some people. I personally think natural, natural hair is awesome because my hair has been processed and, and chemically treated since I was seven. Do I regret it? Probably not. But then at the same time, it, it is a reflection that I think that we just have over time because we have been put into environments where all you see is straight hair and, and that's what people consider beautiful. That's what we've assimilated to. So having natural hair is, um, obviously that's not a characteristic, but is the thought process behind the fact that you consider beauty to be of that way. The same way being size zero years ago was considered beautiful and that's what models, and now people frown upon it. Now being thick is the new sense of beauty the new sense of so all of these external factors the point that i'm making in a long-winded way is all of these external factors do contribute to this assigned version of ourselves that we have to be to operate and function in the world today the reality is is if you know a black woman walks into a workplace and she has her afro out and she you know is looking wears traditional clothing to work every day you would she'd get judged. She would get looked at in a certain light, not necessarily a bad light, because I find that most people are actually intrigued 
by that culture so that you find that I, you get a lot of questions i get a lot of questions i'm like what's your hair like normally <laughs> like naturally and i have to explain that it's actually quite curly and then i get it chemically treated to get it to look this straight and so i think that we always have to be careful of, of walking that line because the way you want people to perceive you doesn't necessarily equate to the person that you are and that i think is something that it may be a bit controversial because one might argue that you need to be one to have the other so you need to be both i don't know but at the same time i think that for me i've i can talk from experience that i've been in certain environments and i've tried to be the way that people want me to be rather than being true to who i am and that's part of what made this journey that i'm on these last couple of months it's been it's been a bit conflicting and it's made it difficult because i'm now trying to figure out who i am without being present in the world because we've been at home and i've just been myself and i've actually quite found out a few things about myself that i really like i'm a bit crazy I make weird noises when I'm happy. Like those are the things that and my partner can attest to it. And I'll randomly just make a noise. So when commercials come up, when you're watching TV and an advert comes up, for some reason I clap. <laughs> just one loud clap. I don't know where that comes from. And my sister and my mom, if they're listening to this, are probably like killing themselves laughing right now that I've actually admitted to this publicly. Um, but those are things that I have accepted about myself. When I'm happy, I sing. When I'm sad, I eat. That's part of why I'm the size that I am. And if you go check out deliberation.com, check out Big Girl. I'll, I explain a little bit more about that. But it's just recognizing and being on this journey to understand who you really are and being okay with it. Because I've realize that i'm the kind of person who makes funny noises or loud noises when i'm happy that i'm going to go into work and do the exact same thing but it's owning it it's accepting it within yourself that this is who i am and i'm not going to change who i am to be because and i and i genuinely used to think that like when i moved in with my partner he's the first person that i've actually of the opposite sex that i'm in a relationship with that i've actually lived with and I, I actually used to worry about these things. I used to catch myself like when I was about to make a loud noise or I was about to do something silly or that or crazy because I didn't want him to judge me. I didn't want him to think of me as some crazy person. And I realized that I wasn't being my true self. Like I wasn't being honest with him and I wasn't being honest with myself. And that's not the kind of relationship. I don't want a relationship based on lies. I want to be able to be true to who I am. And I think that a lot of that is it's interconnected the assimilation to wanting to be part of to, to, to wanting to be accepted and to being able to fit in to the external environments that we engage with on a regular basis we want the two to kind of work hand in hand if you allow those assigned traits to become too much part of who you are they can also have a negative impact as well because your gut is telling you to react a certain way to a situation but because you're in your external environment or your assigned version of yourself is telling you not to do it you're going to start feeling conflicted and then that breeds insecurity it breeds paranoia it breeds all of these other sort of negative emotions that you don't really want to be part of of who you are even things like self-worth you know if you are constantly trying to work towards 
being a certain size or looking a certain way because that's what society tells you to do or because your partner tells you or your mom or your your family members like if they are constantly telling you to be a certain way and it's not really the way that you feel comfortable being you're gonna lose self-worth you're gonna lose your, your self-esteem you're gonna feel inadequate because you're always trying to work towards that assigned version of, of yourself. It's so difficult to kind of differentiate between the two that it's so important that you take time for yourself to reconnect with yourself, to reground yourself, to realign yourself. Because those assigned traits, yes, they're necessary to be able to function in the normal world. I think that they are. I think that you have to conduct yourself in a certain way if you're in a work a work environment the primary external situation that i'm talking about i think if you have to go to work you can't then because i'm a west indian start like dancing to soca in the middle of the office let's just say as an example because you get fired <laughs> that's the long and short of it so I think that you need to always make sure that you are regrouping, that you are realigning yourself and saying, okay, I know that I have to kind of conduct myself in a certain way, but I don't have to change who I am to be able to do that. I can operate and hold on to my sense of self, of who I really am, without having to not have to compromise on that to be able to function in the outside world. So... I know that some of what I said is a little bit around the houses, but I really hope that you understand that the basic premise of, of that is, is just having the recognition. I'm not telling you to go out and all of this in the middle of your office, even though I know that the current climate, hello, I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, but I'm just saying to be able to recognize within yourself that this is who I am. This is who I may need to be when I'm in certain situations, but it doesn't affect who I am. Know yourself, be on that journey of self-discovery. Sit there and try to think, or it's, it doesn't even have to be sit. You could be dancing, you could be doing whatever. Just make a mental note of the things that make you feel comfortable in your skin, that make you feel like, you know what, I'm okay with this. And I may tone it down a little bit when I'm in certain situations, but ultimately I'm happy with who I am. Don't forget guys, deliberation.com. Go check it out. Subscribe to the newsletter. I promise you, you won't regret it. And I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join me again for the next time. So until then, peace out deliberators. Stay safe, stay blessed, and we'll talk soon. Bye.